0: Hey everybody, welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. Okay. What are we talking about? Oh my gosh.
1: We have so much to talk about, but before we get into the meat, let's talk about what's been going on in our lives. Um, I oh, yeah. Go. Oh no, Anything? Go, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, I still have stitches in my gums. Yeah, when do those come out? In a week, roughly. Okay. They yes. keep falling out though. Yeah, I'm starting to they're starting to fall out. The gum mm-hmm. surgery went very well. The bruising is still here, but I feel fantastic. It looks it's a lot just, better. Thank you. Mary is more willing to kiss me now, so that's a bonus because
0: my gums don't look like like zombie gums. Well, you're closer to actually brushing your entire teeth.
1: Yeah, you're not supposed to brush the teeth where they did the surgery, but I Ew. in the past few days have been very sneakily Trying to brush right up to where the new gum is attached because I can't stand feeling like there's thick funk on my teeth. It makes me nuts.
0: Yeah, that's gross. I know. Mm. Um, So there's that. How about you? You went out of town. Yeah, I did travel for work and I I picked up a little cold while I was, you know, airplanes. You know how they do it to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're filthy. Yeah. Gross. Had to do that. Been working a lot lately. Yep. It's pretty much it. It's spring break here.
1: Yeah. Currently. So kids are not in school.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So here's the thing. What's the thing? I invite all of my kids over when I invite kids over. And usually the older three don't want to come, not because they don't like me. I see them all the time over at Brent's, but they don't want to stay the night because it's like they have their own thing going on at Brent's house, right? So typically when kids are invited, it's the youngest four Mm -hmm. or less that come over. Um, And so two nights ago, we had the youngest four over. So to prepare for these kids to come, I basically go and buy like, $176 $176 worth of Fruit Loops and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's a very specific amount, by the way. That's exactly what it was. Oh,
0: well, and, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so there is like
1: six cereals that are mostly sugar. Just so I can maintain the uh, wonderful, awesome, we love mom status. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's the, here's what I do: I go pick the kids up, and we go to stop at the store and say, mm-hmm. "All right, let's. What do you guys want for dinner? What do you want for breakfast?" And I just we have fun going up and down the aisles. It's kind of like mommy kid time, and they pick out their cereal. And I'm not going to be like, "No, you must
0: have crackling oat bran." No, I get it, and all that stuff's you know marketed to kids. I just don't understand why baby food is probably the best food in the world for you. Like it's got no preservatives or additives, no salt or added sugar. And then as soon as a kid turns like one or so, it's just all crap. Mm -hmm. Just all crap. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. Can someone explain that to me? We've now now turned into the nutrition podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just had to get that rant out there. That kid food is... Like the worst food on the planet. It's terrible for you. Yeah, it's like nuggets and 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 don't even get me started on like lunchables and stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, we didn't do lunchables. We we did taquitos, um, which my kids love so much better. (laughs) Although they did eat them with sour cream, which is a nice dairy, and salsa, which has tomatoes. Okay. Listen, my kids have worn me down to the point where I'm like, just fucking eat something. Mm -hmm. Honestly, just eat. Just
0: eat. Yeah. I know it's and you know what? it's it's different now. When I was a kid, we had to eat what our parents were eating, what the whole family was eating. We didn't get special food. No, I don't make them special food. I ate the taquitos too. And when I cooked, no, uh, I made you pork that night. Oh, you did. you're right. But you not did. tangy
1: pork. Not tangy pork. It was non the non <laughs> with pork lately.
0: I don't know. We've been on sale. I just was in the mood for tenderloin. Hmm. Pork tenderloin. Okay, I'm not a vegetarian. I'm really
1: not. No. So listen, no, no, she likes her meats.
0: We also had a lot of salmon this week, too. That's true. That's true. Trying to eat eat a little healthier. So my kids,
1: Mm -hmm. the morning after, they, you know, they wake up and they want to play with the dogs and and have fun and we're trying to sleep in and blah, blah, blah. Um, But the kids decided they would make a picnic in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know what, sure. Make make a picnic, and then they made the picnic. And they come down and got me because I had to do some work that day. And they were like, "Mom, come check out the picnic." So I go up there, and it's like the room was trash. How how does a picnic look like a like a crime scene? <laughs> like seriously, we should have put up tape. I'm going ah. Uh,
0: yeah, uh,
1: it was crazy. Yeah,
0: nice nice picnic. Because on one hand, you want to be like, "Oh, that's cute," and I had made a picnic indoor picnic. It was a lot neater, by the way, when I had done mm-hmm. it. And you know, I've I got the paper plates that were checkerboard, yep. and I had a blanket down, and I even got these little plastic ants, and I'd put them around. So, I had done, like, a neater version of that same- Mary version. Picnic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, tidy. I'm fairly tidy. He's very, very tidy. And, um, and then I, you know, folded it, put it all away in this bag, and I guess they got the same stuff out yeah. to make their the version. They found mm-hmm. the bag and decided to recreate the picnic. They recreated- The indoor a, picnic. Crime scene. And crime scene in- Indoor picnic, picnic. yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it was like- I never. Seen mm-hmm. it that. I should have taken a picture. Damn I it.
0: know. Why didn't you take a picture?
1: Because um, I just kind of shut the door and walked out because I knew <laughs> that it was going, A, it's going to be hell to get them to clean it up because the two that made the mess are the five-year-old who actually is a good kid, but five-year-olds, it's hard for them to focus on large messes. You have to really break it down for them. Like, okay, right now, just pick up the halfway chewed apples. Ugh. Okay, great. Now pick up, <laughs> you know, the cheese whiz fuzz ground in the carpet. Like, you have to do one thing at a time. And then the eight-year-old should be fully capable, but again, this is Philip who will probably end up in prison, and asking him to do anything is returned with, my legs are broken, this isn't fair, I didn't get the right tutorial, like it's all the things. Mm -hmm. So I knew this is going to suck in a couple hours when it's time to leave and go to the movies.
0: Well, and then I was leaving to go to work after that and came downstairs and noticed that all the Hot Wheels cars on the track were out and just... So, so basically, they just go from making one mess oh, yeah. to the next thing, and then make another mess. See, this is why I, I didn't. Have Those of you with kids
1: are like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas Mary, I dodged a bullet. Kids. Oh, she has no children, mm-hmm. and she's the youngest in her family, so she didn't get to witness that children are just like Tasmanian devils. Um, and so my kids are just normal kids, and she's like, they just they just go around and make messes, yeah. They do. Mm -hmm. And then Mary says, Well, why don't you make them clean it up? And absolutely, I get that. Absolutely. In theory, that's what should happen. But by the end of the time where you're with the kids, you just wanted to all stop. And so, yes, I should have been on their asses and made sure they cleaned everything up before we left for the movies. But an hour into asking, 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 begging, pleading, yelling, Threatening, I'm like just they wear the damn you car. down. Yeah, they wear you down, and so they they did do a rough cleanup job, but it you know I knew I was going to have to go back and make it cleaner. But you you guys with kids, you know, raise your hand if you know kids suck. Everyone's <laughs> raising their hand. I mean, I love I them. I love them. They are they will be fantastic adults someday. But oh my gosh, it's hard. It's hard when they're little. They're just messy,
0: and they're bored all the time. Yeah, I'm bored. Yeah, we
1: we went to the movies. I took them to the movies to get them out of my space, out of our house. And we're sitting there. We're watching um, How to Tame a Dragon 12 or whatever it is. I don't know. And seriously, five minutes in, the five-year-old leads in. And she's like, Mom,
0: I'm bored. Mm-hmm. What do you do with that?
1: Eat more popcorn.
0: Let's eat our I feelings. Don't, I don't know. I know. I ate
1: an entire tub of popcorn there, like a big one.
0: You ate I your just, feelings. Oh, I ate my feelings.
1: Sure did. <laughs> uh, you know, we should uh, we should do like the honest podcast about parenting because so many— Parent, just point and laugh. Oh, yeah. So, so many like parenting <laughs> books you read and whatever they're. Oh, little Johnny just makes me feel like I have a purpose in life. And oh, I just love nursing them. Is this bonding? T-. Fuck that. It is not. For some of us, we need to be honest. We don't like it. And it's okay to not love raising kids. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't love your kids. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you regret having them. It doesn't mean that you want them to get hit by buses. You just don't love that part of your life. And you know what? That is okay. However, in Mormonism, they teach you that your one role in life as a woman is to be a wonderful nurturer and caregiver for children. I'm flunking. I'm flunking. Except for I haven't killed them, and so that's good. But as far as Mormon standards, flunked. Flunked it.
0: Yeah. And I don't think media depicts kids properly. Like Mm -mm. A lot of kids shows show kids as getting along with each other. That's bullshit. Super helpful. Mm Mm-mm. Curious about the world, adventure, like loving adventure. I get all that. That makes sense. Sure. But, you know, cleaning up with it only being asked once. It has never happened. No. Never. Not going to happen. Um, and I've noticed not just your kids. All kids seem to be obsessed with fairness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst. They got three pieces of candy. I only got two pieces of candy mm-hmm. or what, what have mm-hmm. you. She got the better tutorial. Did we talk about that
1: last <laughs> <Yes>. week. <laughs> it was yeah. so stupid. Mm-hmm. I know it's all about fairness and laziness and just being kids. They eventually grow out of it. I'm Mostly, sure. Mostly, I, I know. I was. There are uh, some adults that still fall into that lazy. Oh, absolutely. Whatever. What category. is it? What is it that happens when you become an adult at, at different ages that suddenly you decide? You know what? I don't want to live in a pigsty. You know what? I think I want to eat healthier. Like, what happens when suddenly you're not? A selfish kidney, more just doing whatever, and you decide I want to
0: make better choices. I don't know. I think it might depend on the person. Some are yeah. like, I do want to take responsibility for my life, I do want to stop blaming others for my problems. Some people never get there. Some people never yeah, get it's there. too bad. Hmm. We are really off any sort of topic. That yeah, but I got another update with- from last week. Okay. What you got? Raven. Oh,
1: the cat. The cat. I know you guys, um, well, if you follow me on Facebook or follow our podcast page on Facebook, Raven the cat is down to half of her tail, maybe two-thirds of her tail, after getting her tail slammed in a door and having— Emergency surgery. Emergency surgery to remove the tail. Thank God you came on the scene. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I came on the scene and looked at the cat. That was told
0: to me, was like, oh, yeah, she was just
1: bleeding a uh, little with bit.
0: Its, with her little skeleton hanging yeah, out. Yeah, with
1: the skeleton hanging out of the nub of her tail. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, no, 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 no. This isn't the cat is bleeding a little bit. This is emergency <laughs> surgery. <laughs> just put a little this neosporin is, on. Is, yeah, like imagine that. if she'll all the okay. skin came off of your finger and there's a skeleton there. That's what that is. This mm-hmm. isn't like spray some neosporin and she'll be fine in a day and a half. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Emergency surgery. Yeah, so that was my day spent finding someone who could do this surgery that night because mm-hmm. everything is so. Super busy around here. Uh, anyway, had that done. Not cheap, by the way. Not cheap for a stray no, cat to have. Emergency
0: surgery is never going to be no inexpensive. No, that's why they put the emergency on the front. Yeah.
1: So she she's doing great now. She's missing a third of her tail. I posted pictures. She doesn't even care that a third of her tail is missing. I have to take her back to get the stitches out in a few days. And um, Raven will survive. Less so.
0: body parts to lick when you're a cat. It's true. Yeah. yeah.
1: So bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> she won somehow in that. Good job, Raven.
0: <laughs> All right. That's yeah, it. Wow. that you want to talk about over the last week? Well, as a matter of fact, Shelley, there is something else I'd like to talk about. Really? We have hit 50,000 total downloads for the Latter day Lesbian podcast. Yay.
1: Hey! Yeah, we did it. I'm seriously shocked. I know. I remember starting this podcast, and I was hoping to get like a hundred listeners. Like seriously, (laughs) in my mind, that was my goal. But just a hundred people will listen.
0: I know. And then I remember day after Christmas, we were celebrating four thousand. Yeah, we we were like, this is unbelievable. (laughs) We got people to toast us at a bar, and now we are at fifty thousand. I think
1: that probably calls for a celebration.
0: And you know what? We've got one planned. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Okay. So for those in the Virginia, D.C., Maryland area, or anybody else who'd like to join for that matter, we are going to be at Lost Dog Cafe in Merrifield, which is in Fairfax, Virginia, mm-hmm. on Saturday, April 27th, starting at 5 p.m. And we're going to party. We're going to party. We're just going to be hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. What else are we gonna do? We're gonna have some swag.
1: We'll have some free swag. There's yeah. there's um, alcohol. You can also get pizza
0: <laughs> and yeah.
1: sandwiches. It's a fun little they divey s- place. They sell
0: all that there. Yeah. Yep. They sure do. And there's an uh, outdoor patio too, in case we have some good weather. That's true. And uh, shout out to our other favorite bartender who will be there. His name is Malad. Malad. We love him. He's a listener. We do love him. Um He's made sure that he's going to be working that day. Love Which it. is going to be a lot of fun.
1: By the way, some people don't know this, but there are parking garages that are very near yeah, there's Lost lots of, Dog. There's lots so park- go to the parking
0: in. garages. And yep. it's right by the Dunloring Metro yes. Station. Yes. For those of you who want to... Oh uh, yeah, if you're, you're going to Metro in, yeah, and Metro in, hang with us. Yeah, hang out with us. Cannot wait. 5 p.m. on April 27th, Lost Dog Cafe in Fairfax, mm-hmm. Virginia. Be there. So what else are we talking All right. about here? Now,
1: let's jump on to our new patrons.
0: Oh, yeah. How many do we have to thank today? We have
1: five. Again, you guys keep it up. Five a week is my goal. And we almost didn't make it like last week. And I was in, I was a little bit in a, not in a panic, but I was kind of just sort of sad, maybe. Like, Mm. oh, people aren't. One more person
0: needs to love us. Yeah.
1: One more person needs to love us (laughs) enough to help us do this. And then magically, like three people. Jumped on Patreon and signed up. Yeah, she always was, gets
0: really panicky, and then why the, by the end, we always make always it work. a hashtag tender mercy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the other thing before you get to the thinking, okay, go. We had mentioned that we wanted to give a percentage of our overall Patreon funds mm-hmm. to a cause we believe in, and we found one. It's called Encircle. Yes. So Encircle is an LGBTQ plus family and youth resource center. And they are in Utah, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Their mission is to bring the family and community together to enable our LGBTQ plus youth to thrive. I love it. Yeah. So that is going to combat some potential suicides in Utah, right?
1: Yes, for sure. Okay. So we're still organizing that effort. And when we have it official, we will announce what we will exactly be doing. But that's where we're headed. So.
0: Yeah. So just know a portion of your patreon proceeds will go to n circle and we will we will be putting a link up on patreon.com and also our website mm-hmm. if you want to find out more information yes yeah i love it i love that we can give because For sure. you guys give so thank you yeah and i feel like it would be irresponsible if we didn't give some of our proceeds I agree. to something with a great cause yep. and i think it's also a great anti mormon tithing yep Mission at the same time. Yeah, all of you who are no longer paying tithing. Yeah, here's an opportunity go. to do something good with that money. I love it. Okay, so who are we thanking this all week, All right, Shelley? our
1: new patrons for last week are Denise D, or D-Nice. I don't know how you
0: pronounce it. Okay. Well, she is nice for being a patron. Yeah, so thank you, D-Nice D. We also have Natalie
1: BB. It's another BB.
0: Another I don't BB. Know if they're
1: related though, I don't think they are. But Natalie BB, thank you. We also have Mary P, as opposed to Mary R, who mm-hmm. you are. But Mary P, thank you. I love Marys. I just yeah. love them. Something about them. Yeah, uh-huh. James V, awesome. Thank you, James V. Love it. And then lastly, that tall gay guy in Clemson, South Carolina. That's how he wanted to be. To us, so that tall gay guy in Clemson, South Carolina, <laughs>
0: thank you. Thanks to everybody, and all seriousness,
1: thank you. It really helps out our
0: cause. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. that so much. Yep. And if you would like to support this podcast, visit patreon.com latterday lesbian and sign up. We'd really appreciate it. We're having lots of fun there. Yeah, fun videos. Yep, it's a good time, mm-hmm. and um, we would certainly appreciate the additional financial thank support. You. Okay, thanks. All
1: right, what do you want to do next? We have a lot of things to get to. We have a troll to roast. We have fucked up Mormon phrase of the day, which, by the way, I'm so excited about because Mary's going to be like, what? I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, we have an email and we have a pimp your pod. Oh my gosh, that's All of lot. this before we actually get into the
0: meat. What do you want to do? Oh pick. my gosh. You pick. Well, why don't we just jump right into the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day? What do you mm, think? I'm so glad you picked it. <laughs> you are? Okay. <laughs> oh Cue no. music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Da, da,
1: da. <laughs> okay. The fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is uh-huh. the Leah Hona.
0: The Leah. She's <laughs> never going to get
1: it. <laughs> Leah Hona? It's one word. L I A
0: H O N A. You may ask me yes or no questions. How about that? To <laughs> try to narrow it mm-hmm. down. Does it have to do, because I was going to say Leah Hona. Maybe it was that third sister in the Bible Jacob had to marry Leah, and then for seven no. years, then he married Rachel, no. and then there was this Hona chick. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you want to ask any more questions?
0: Uh, does it have anything to do with a person? A person's name? No. Is it a planet, like Kolob? No. Although it is spherical.
1: <gasps> spherical? Oh my gosh, I just gave her a hint. That was a big-ass hint. You're welcome. It's not a star or a planet. No, no. <laughs> Gosh, I don't okay. Come on, I, everyone I, knows what the Liahona is. What is wrong with you? Do they are you not
0: faithful? Is it hyphenated? No.
1: <laughs> Mormons don't hyphenate, by the way. They don't? No.
0: Latter day is hyphenated. Oh shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I I don't know what Liahona is. I can I'm uncle or something.
1: Okay, buzzer. Buzzer. All right. I can't wait. I'm just gonna read. This is actually on Wikipedia. I mean, I know what it is, but I want to read Wikipedia's version. In the Book of Mormon. The Lehihona was found one morning at Lehi's tent door. So, Lehi was a prophet in the Book of Mormon, by the way. Okay. It is described as a round brass ball of curious workmanship with two spindles, one of which indicated the direction that his party should travel. It is sometimes referred to as a compass, although the context makes it clear that it did not function like a magnetic compass. On occasion, there was also writing on the ball that displayed additional instructions from God. Using the Liahona, Lehi and his party were directed through the wilderness and across the ocean to the Americas. The Liahona worked, in quotations, according to the faith and diligence with which they heeded its direction and ceased functioning at times when the members of the party demonstrated a loss of faith in God's commandments." notably when Nephi's brothers rebelled against Lehi during their ocean crossing. The only place in the Book of Mormon where the word liahona is used is in the Book of Alma, when Alma, speaking to his son Helaman, explains our (laughs) fathers called it liahona, which is being interpreted a compass. So it's a weird Mormon compass. It's a weird Mormon compass. So Lehi wakes up one morning and walks out of his tent and like, oh, what is this? It's a, a ball. Brass balls. With spin- brass balls. <laughs> <laughs> Lehi picks up his brass ball, and there's spindles on it. So it's a compass, but sometimes there's writing on it from God. So it's like, it's like a combo of like, a compass and a magic eight ball. Okay. And when you're being okay. disobedient, uh-huh. it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. When you're be- being obedient, it tells you which way to go and little inscriptions of what God wants. Okay. What do you think about that, Mary?
0: I think it was borrowed from this idea of ciphers, which um, are like cylinders with messages. And if you can interpret the message and line them up, then the cipher will like it'll open. Wait, so it was made up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this- say it. You, you need to say it. Say it now's the time. Hmm. Leahona makes me think that possibly it's all fake. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Just starting to think that way. Leahona, the Leahona. It's this this brass set of balls. balls. Brass. No, it's just <laughs> only one. It's a brass
1: ball that tells you which way to go. Only, but only when you're being obedient. Only when you're being obe- yeah, it obedient. it stops working when you're not being obedient. Of course, just like magic eight balls.
0: Well, magic eight balls are always gonna say, "Better not tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> Ask again later. <laughs> Ask again later." <laughs> Same idea.
1: God, can you believe we believe this shit? Oh,
0: ex Mormons who are listening, how how? Mm -hmm. How? It's a little embarrassing. Is it? I mean, look at all the strange stuff in the Bible. Okay, so we got into a discussion earlier about angels and Mm -hmm. whether or not angels have wings, because the Mormons depict angels without wings. Well, this sprouted from a
1: picture that a friend put up of an original painting of Jesus coming out of the tomb, I think it was. It might not have been out of the tomb. It was Jesus, anyway. And an angel on either side of him wearing traditional angel garb, which was sort of sleeveless. And mm-hmm. then when Mormons redid this picture so they could put it in their, their Mormon magazine, they put sleeves on the angels <laughs> yeah, those to shoulders. cover the
0: angel porn shoulders. I don't know why it is like from the like six inches between your elbow and almost your shoulder. That's okay. But the shoulder itself— I don't get it. What is that you know why about it, the shoulder? Because it? it doesn't make it doesn't sense. Doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. Those poor angels had to cover their shoulders. Yeah. So that's why we get into the discussion of how did angels end up with wings in the first place? Well, there's a couple things in the Bible that will allude to angels having wings. There's the cherubim, also known as cherubs. From um, I don't know Exodus. I think sure it's Moses and no, Ten no, Commandments no. and they and the Ark of the Covenant. The uh, Ten Commandments had to be carried in the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, like Indiana Jones. Like Indiana Jones. Got and it. they were decorated by these cherubim, these cherubs on top, and they had wings. Mm. Okay, so that's one reference. How about cherubim and a flaming sword? Have you heard of that before? That's a Mormon thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's temple. The flaming sword. They yeah. put
1: cherubim and a flaming sword to guard the f- fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know about the It's all stupid. Sword. Although Beric Dondarian in Game of Thrones has a badass flaming sword. That's true. That's pretty cool. I like that one. Oh, but the other angels, their angels are referenced in various places in the Bible. I just read about this. In Revelation, I don't have the verse handy, but there were these angels described that had like, I don't know, six wings each or something, four wings, six wings each. And they were covered in eyes, even under their wings. They had eyes. It's creepy. I know. So I'm just saying this weird illogical stuff. If you have in the Book of Mormon eyeballs under your
1: wings, do you have to (laughs) always have your wings up so you can
0: see? I I think they had eyeballs everywhere. They were like a potato. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. So this stuff that seems all kooky in the Book of Mormon, there's lots of kooky stuff in the Bible. Yeah. I wonder why. Because Joseph Smith stole it from the Bible. He stole this (laughs) shit. Guys, this is not real. Anyway. Well, you heard it from this one mm mm-hmm. So change. that was our um, fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Yeah, stumped by that one. Yeah. I think um, we need to take a little break. What do you think? Okay, yeah, let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, what do you want to do? That's a up letter? to you. We got a letter. We have a, a pimp
1: your pod. I think that's all we have left to do before we hit the um, topic.
0: Okay, let's, uh, let's pimp a pod All right, right after right, this. Be right back. And we're back. Oh, missed you. <laughs> uh, we're pimping a pod, aren't we?
1: Yes. So I was interviewed by a friend by the name of Amy on Secular Soup. So Q okay. music.
0: You love saying cue music. I really do. <laughs> I, it makes me sound
1: like I'm in charge of things and running shit. Although I know I'm not.
0: It's is that just, what it is?
1: I don't know. I like it. Okay. So, episode 65 of Secular Soup. That's the one that I am on. Amy is also ex-Mormon. She does her podcast with a friend, and their podcast covers a vast amount of topics. So, episode 65 of Secular Soup. Enjoy. And what are you guys talking about? Just random shit. We basically just shoot the shit.
0: Okay. Yeah, so there you go. All right. Did you talk about our podcast on Did. There? Of course. Oh, pimped excellent. it. Yep, yep, pimped yep, our yep. pad. We mm-hmm. pimped their pods. See how it works. Pods are pimped. <laughs> your yeah. All right. Should we go to a letter? Let's do it. So this letter is from a listener named Taylor. Taylor says, hi. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. I recently discovered your podcast through my mom, actually. I came out to my whole family about two years ago. But with that meant coming out to my Mormon grandparents. My entire family has always been Mormon. Even I got baptized, but realized in high school that it was not for me. I grew up with just me, my mom, and my sister in the house. And when we were going to church and very active members, The bishop and anyone with any amount of power used to tell my sister and me that because we didn't have a dad, that we would not be sealed as a family forever. And how sad it was that when we died, we would be alone. Can you believe they say this stuff? I
1: can because I've heard it and we're going to talk about it when we start talking about conference and I hate it. It's
0: so mean. Well, it is. It's damaging and it makes it seem like it's her fault that whatever happened to her dad, Mm -hmm. you know? It's horrible. I know, that's horrible. I quickly decided that I needed to get the fuck out of this cult. Good choice, Taylor. But my grandparents were and still are very involved in the church. When I had my son, who was born out of wedlock. Uh Uh-oh. Judgment. uh, I honestly thought my grandpa was going to chop my head off. But a year later, I realized I was a lesbian. Mm -hmm. A latter-day lesbian, if you will. Love it. Yep. Good use of that term right there. My grandparents are still so unsupportive, and I knew that they will never understand why I am the way I am, and they will never accept me and my girlfriend. But listening to your podcast and hearing your story helps me to realize that I am not alone and that there are more people out there going through these struggles. Keep doing what you're doing. You two are awesome. Thank you. Taylor, you you are not alone. People who are listening, you are not alone. The reason that
1: our podcast has gained success so quickly isn't because of us. it's right. because there are so yeah. many people out there who share your stories people those can our relate. listeners yeah people can relate it's not because we're magical although I feel like a magical unicorn sometimes um it's because of that shirt you wore <laughs> it's true That's not the case. it's because we are relatable because this shit is for real yeah
0: and there are so many of us out there so mm-hmm. nope not alone yeah. Nope, not at all. Thank you so much for writing in. Thank you. All this stuff is all related to this general conference stuff that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. in a minute. Just these leaders with power, with the ability to, with one word or a phrase or a sentence, just destroy so many people. Yeah, not even thinking twice about it. Yep. you know, and change things on a whim and say it's God's word one day to like you know, deny something, and then God changes yeah, his mind. Yeah, that's what and we now- talked about last week. I know. Is the exclusion policy, how they made it, and then they were like, nah,
1: God changes mind."
0: Well, yeah, and you're a young kid, and you admire these people, these mm-hmm. men, and they tell you something so damaging, like you are not going to be sealed forever because you don't have a father.
1: Yeah. That is that's so horrible. messed up for a kid to hear that. Yeah. You'd like to think that they don't speak like that anymore, these leaders in the church, mm-hmm. but they do, which is why we must now cue music, roast a troll.
0: Okay.
1: I said cue music again. <laughs> yes, you did. All right. The troll we are roasting today is the current, in quotations, prophet, president of the Mormon church, and I will always call it Mormon, Russell M. Nelson. Should we give him a round of a... Ooh, <laughs> let's roast his ass. <laughs> so he is the leader of the church, and most Mormons believe that he speaks for God. I know that my family believes that. Mm -hmm. And it is so damaging to give a human being that much power because they can say whatever the hell they want and people listen and they agree and they follow it regardless. Yeah. I hadn't listened to conference since I left the church. And this last conference, I thought, you know what, we've got this podcast going. People are probably talking about it. So I listened because I wanted to sort of have my finger on the pulse, I guess, of Mormons and what they're hearing. So know know what they're believing because my family is all still believers. I'm talking about my extended family, not my ex and my kids, but mother, father, brothers, Mm -hmm. sister-in-laws, blah, blah, blah. And so I turned on conference. And to be honest, I was a little bored because, duh, its conference is boring as shit. <laughs> um, but when President Nelson came on, I thought I'd listen. And real, real quick though, Mary, what was your feelings
0: hearing... You didn't really pay attention to no, the words, I don't No, I didn't think. really pay attention to it. It's probably better. Yeah, I... I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's in a better place than I am. And I didn't care either. It didn't t- make me trigger. I just was annoyed by it. Oh, I triggered.
1: And I. Wa- and here's the thing is I wasn't expecting to, and I don't know why. I just thought it would be an, a, a typical boring conference because that's what was for me when I was a believer. It was just a boring conference. And there was never anything like... Oh my gosh! God spoke, and this is the words. It never came across like that. I was always a little disappointed huh. in conference because there's never anything big and amazing.
0: Well, they do it every year, right? Twice a year, yeah. Twice a year. I know. Man, they should just do it every few years. They should and just it stop. Would be more special. They should just stop because you know these people <laughs> who are giving these speeches. They
1: don't even write the speeches. They have speech writers.
0: Well, and it just it sounds like a bunch of blowhards who are really full of themselves, just
1: basically. And they all say stupid shit like, "Our Lord and Savior, even Jesus Christ." What does that mean? Even? Yeah, it makes you sound more like holy. I don't know.
0: It's stupid. Even? Yes. Do you, I don't understand. Oh, I don't know the either. Context. Like in a prayer. They say even Jesus Christ? Yes. Like, what does that mean? Like, oh, and also Jesus Christ no, is No, it doesn't saving? make sense. I don't know. <laughs> but everyone <laughs> raises your hand. who gets annoyed by what that. What does that mean? Everyone's raising their hand. It's so stupid.
1: <laughs> and if someone dares say that, like in church, you're just going, oh my God, why do you say that? It's It sounds like um, you're trying to elevate yourself. Even Jesus Christ. Or... Uh, please bless the prophet of the world, even Russell M. Nelson. They say fucking even. What does that mean? What does that even mean? I don't know. It's weird. Maybe we'll discuss that next one. Okay. Guys, send it in. Send it We're in. letting getting Let off know. track. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, so I didn't think it would be as offensive as it was. I listened to Russell M. Nelson because I know that when it's the prophet's turn to speak, people pay attention and they write shit down and they believe every word that comes out of his mouth— And we're going to go over that in a second. But first, here's my response to that
0: because it was Because you responded on Facebook.
1: I sure did. I said, Dear Russell M. Nelson, thanks for bringing more grief to my Mormon family members by telling them I am not worthy or qualified to be with them for eternity. Thanks for telling them that if I loved them, I would have chosen to keep my covenants. I'm sure my mom cried all through your guilt and shame-ridden talk as she was reminded that she has lost me for eternity. Thanks for guilting the shit out of anyone who is questioning and possibly leaving the cult. You are driving wedges in families that can't be undone. You are telling people to choose the harmful, damaging, abusive cult or be separated from their families forever. Thanks for reinforcing my family's conviction that I am choosing sin over eternal life with them. Thanks for making sure they look down on me and feel sorry for my fake happiness. You are an arrogant, pompous asshole without compassion or understanding. Damn right, I'm pissed. Mm. And this was
0: in response to what was he saying at the time? That's what we're going to go over right now. Okay.
1: So if you want to find the transcript of this, you just do a search for Russell M. Nelson General Conference 2019 transcript. You can find it. But I'm just going to hit up some highlights. Do it. Let's have some highlights. He starts out by talking about, he says, I marvel at 11-year-old young men who now as deacons worthily pass the sacrament. Got to throw in that word worthily. If you say an eleven-year-old is worthy, that implies that some are not worthy.
0: Oh well, all the girls in the room are not worthy because well, they don't get they to don't, do that. They don't
1: have balls that have or have not dropped yet as an eleven-year-old. <laughs> Brass balls. Brass balls. Um, they don't have the word "worthy" their legs. shouldn't be used when referring to children. They they are worthy because they are kids. They're worthy of whatever. So to say that these eleven-year-olds can pass
0: a sacrament
1: because they're worthy. Ugh.
0: Yeah, it I just, hate it. Well, the implication is that some are not worthy. If some are worthy, then some are not worthy. These are 11-year-olds. Uh-huh. You know what? Mormonism to me is star-bellied sneetches. Absolutely. Does anybody know what sneetches are? Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Some had stars, some didn't. The ones with stars felt better than the ones who didn't naturally have them. It was all made up. It was Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's commentary on the world and people mm-hmm. who want to put themselves in this place of feeling better than other yeah. people. Yep. Because of whatever, because of their religion, because of their skin color, because of their gender, what have you. Yeah, their education, their whatever, like... whatever. Yeah. I'm better than you because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah, it's the same thing. And some kids are worthy and some aren't, especially the girls. Girls are not worthy. No, of course not. No, we don't get shit. We get to bear babies. Mm Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And share our
1: husbands with other polygamous wives. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Sign me up. All
1: right, so first he talks about the 11-year-olds, and then he gets teared up. He talks about the death of his daughter, which I don't, I'm not laughing at him. I'm not making fun of him. I know that it hurt him to lose his daughter. I'm a compassionate person. I'm sure that was very hard for him, and I get it, and I'm not making light of the fact that his daughter passed away. What I am going to rip on is his story of the conversation that he had with her on her deathbed. He says, in the final days of her battle with cancer, I was blessed with the opportunity to have our farewell daddy-daughter conversation.
0: Okay. So help
1: me if this is the conversation I have with anyone who's about to die, just kill me. (laughs) I have reached a point of being a horrible human. He goes, I held her hands and told her how much I loved her and how grateful I was to be her father. And then I said, you married in the temple and faithfully honored your covenants. You and your husband welcomed seven children into your home and raised them to be devout disciples of Jesus Christ, valiant church members, and contributing citizens, and they have chosen spouses of that same caliber. Your daddy is very, very proud of you. Wow. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Because of her works. Be- she made Daddy because happy. Because she married in the temple and was faithful and raised her kids in the same cult and they stayed in. Mm-hmm. That's what made him proud.
0: Well, of course that's going to make him proud. So how He's do you the think darn prophet.
1: For sure. So, so let's take that and imagine that you are an ex-Mormon or maybe a Mormon who's having trouble, a little bit of a faith crisis, and you're listening to this at conference. You're sitting with maybe your believing spouse, and you're listening to this. And you, it's like— the prophet's reason for being proud of his daughter was because she followed the gospel. I don't want to say the gospel. That's bullshit. She followed Mormonism. Mm-hmm. How is that making you feel when you are no longer following it? You're worth You're done. You're not going to make your Mormon dad proud. Right. You think that didn't bother me when I heard that? I, I If something were to happen to me and I'm going to be dying, my dad can't say those words to me. No. He's probably going to say something like, well, we'll try to get you back on the other side. You know, that's about, some bullshit.
0: I'm proud of you because you are such you are such a genuine person with such a great heart. How about that? That would have been a great thing for him
1: to say. And you know what? I would hope, and he probably did say those things too. Why wouldn't you
0: say that in conference? Why wouldn't that be your focus? Because his values clearly are about towing the Mormon line. Yep, because then he says...
1: It was a tender, tearful moment for us. During her 67 years, we worked together, sang together, and often skied together. But that evening, we talked of things that mattered most, such as covenants. He listed covenants first. It's Mormonship. <laughs> Ordinances, like the bullshit token signs and blah, blah. Obedience.
0: Really, is obedience most when, important? Sure, when you're talking to a woman. Faith,
1: family, fidelity, love, and eternal life. Okay, great. But you're can you imagine— your child is on his or her deathbed, and the things you want to talk about are the covenants they made or didn't make, and the ordinances of the temple, and were they
0: obedient? God, that's fucked up. If you're talking to a woman, then yeah, obedience is going to be top on the list. Unless she left the church, and then what are you going to talk about? I don't know. They
1: failed. Failed. They I guess failed. I failed. Um, it gets worse, by the way. So, Mary, how does this— Sit with you at all, and this is shit that's all new to you.
0: Yeah, but I just view this prophet as a blowhard ass hat. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes to hear himself talk and he feels really important? All true. I all know. true. He's a snitch with a star on his belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wake up, people. He's just a guy. Seriously, he's just another guy. I think he's worse than just a guy because he's a guy who knows he has power over all of these people well, and this is the shit he chooses. I think my my point in mentioning that he's just another guy, another man, mm-hmm. is he's like everybody else. No, I know. He he's literally is. Nothing he's special. not special. He's just as special as everybody, as all of us. Yeah, except people take what
1: he says as God's word. Yeah. People I, don't take what don't. we say as God's word. But I also
0: don't think the Pope has any special powers either. No, I agree. He's just another man. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know, I'm another man who farts and poops like everybody else. Mm, So there you go. Nelson, you fart and poop
1: like everybody else. I don't want to talk about Nelson's farts and poops. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go on to more um, horrible things he said in conference. So then he told a story about like a fire and someone was trying to find his family. And he said, where is my family? And so now Nelson goes into this bullshit. (sighs) The spirit... In each of us, naturally yearns for family love to last forever. Love songs perpetuate a false hope that love is all you need if you want to be together forever. And then the audience laughed when he said that, by the way. hmm Um, fuck you. So don't <laughs> act like love isn't Enough. enough. But that's Mormon's teachings. No, you can't just love and be saved. You have to do all the
0: ordinances. You have to pay your tithing. See, you have to blah, is blah, is blah, that is not um, a Christ-like way of looking at no. it. No. No. Of course not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. God is love, if you um, believe that stuff.
1: And some erroneously believe that the resurrection of Jesus Christ provides a promise that all people will be with their loved ones after death. Oh, wait. So— that's not true. So if we die and we're resurrected, we don't get to be with our. That's what he just said. He's like, don't think that Jesus is going to let you be with your family after you die. Right?
0: Who? Wh- what? Yeah. I mean, if you are a believer in G, Je- that Jesus is the Savior, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's the thinking that the dead in Christ will rise and they'll all be living happily ever no, after. Not on when Kolob. you're Mormon.
1: No. No. <laughs> Um, He says, so what is required for a family to be exalted forever, we qualify for that privilege by making covenants with God, keeping those covenants and receiving essential ordinances. What the heck does that even mean? Okay, so who, who gets to make these covenants and keep these ordinances? Only Mormons. That's it. So he's saying that point zero zero whatever percent of the population qualify mm-hmm. because they're Mormon and they go to the temple and they make and keep these yeah, covenants. Yeah, but they don't want riffraff in their version of heaven. Yeah, they so they're saying that there's riffraff <laughs> that's not Mormon. Oh, well,
0: we'll just baptize them after they're dead, which is a whole nother. podcast. And hope for the best. Oh, crazy yeah, shit. I don't understand what that is. I don't know. And what are covenants? What is all that? Um, In the temple, you covenant...
1: Under before God, angels and these witnesses that you will never reveal the. Oh, I'm starting to forget them.
0: Oh, like signs and tokens. And yeah, stuff? signs That's and tokens. All it is? And you covenant to give everything
1: you have to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You promise you mean, that shit in the everything temple. Everything you have, what does even that mean? your very life, you have to say that shit in the temple. Your Ooh. money, your time, your everything.
0: Oh my God, Colty? Anyone, Culti?
1: Uh Okay, so going on. The Savior invites all to follow him into the waters of baptism. So you have to get baptized, right? Mm -hmm. And in time to make additional covenants with God in the temple, so only Mormons, and receive and be faithful to those further essential ordinances. All these are required if we want to be exalted with our families and God forever. So if you don't get baptized, if you don't make covenants in the temple, so you're not temple worthy, and you don't keep them for your entire life, you will not be with God and your family after you die, Period. That's what he just said. So all of you Mormons who happen to be listening, and they're like, "No, nah, it's not what he's saying." That's what he just said. That is what he just said.
0: Well, okay. What about nuanced Mormons? You're who screwed. Don't necessarily do all that stuff. No,
1: you don't get to be with your families.
0: So does that mean they don't even get to go to? Um, you get to go to a collab? lower
1: kingdom. Okay, lower kingdom where you don't have reproductive organs. It's true.
0: That's kind of what I'd prefer in the afterlife anyway. Just everyone looks like a Ken and Barbie doll.
1: <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> just like a round nub down in your crotchal oh region. Uh, crotchel nubs. Those
0: are They're the best. <laughs> That's
1: a t-shirt. Crotchal <laughs> nubs are the best. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I know. Anyway, going on with the lovely President Nelson's talk. Mm-hmm. So he just got done saying that you're screwed. Then he says... The anguish of my heart is that many people whom I love, whom I admire, and whom I respect decline his invitation. They ignore the pleadings of Jesus Christ when he beckons, come follow me. I understand why God weeps. I also weep for such friends and relatives. Bro, don't weep for me. I'm good. Mm-hmm. They are wonderful men and women devoted to their family and civic responsibilities. They give generously of their time, energy, and resources. Apparently, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the world is better for the efforts, but they have chosen not to make covenants with God. They have not received the ordinances that will exalt them with their families and bind them together forever. All
0: right. pause. Again, it's the covenants about not talking about what happens in the temple. I don't understand what covenants are. Covenants, so when you go to the
1: temple, you covenant to, A, not tell the names of things in there. Okay, so you keep um, a secret. That's you keep a one secret, which, by the way, you, you do. don't know what you're about to covenant to do until you say, yes, I'll covenant to do it. It's stupid. Uh-huh, that is dumb. Um, also, to pay your tithing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So money, it's all wrapped around money. We know this. So if you lapse on your tithing. Yeah, you're fucked. Okay. Yeah. Also not to cheat on your spouse, which cool, I get it. Okay. Not a bad one. Also to give everything, your time, your energy, your money to the church.
0: So he's saying. Oh, you
1: also covenant not to speak evil of the Lord's anointed or to have any loud laughter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. <laughs> Look, it's all red. Loud laughter. It's stupid.
1: Mm-hmm. So basically, but what
0: are the ordinances? We're we're gonna have to do a temple
1: ceremony so session. He,
0: so he's basically saying you have to get baptized and
1: get your endowment. If you have to get baptized, you go through the temple. Like you, you, have, you have to get f- baptized. You must get married in the temple. Your well
0: endowment.
1: You're well. You're very well endowment. <laughs> <laughs> um, get baptized. Get sealed in the temple, and pay your tithing, and basically follow the prophet for all of your days. Endure to the end is what that is.
0: Okay, uh, endure to the end. Mm-hmm. So who is he saying he's sad about? People, People who, who don't. don't do one of those things, or? Yeah, who don't do them all. Don't do so them all. So he's even saying they give
1: generous of their time, energy, resources, the world is better for the efforts, but because they don't do these things, God won't let them be with their family forever. God sucks. Yeah, Mormon God is mean. an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Then he says, how I wish I could visit with them and invite them to consider seriously enabling laws of the Lord. I've wondered what I could possibly say so they would feel how much the Savior loves them. You're never going to feel the Savior loves you you when he's like, you got to do this shit, bro, or Mm -hmm, else. And if you don't, you don't get to be
0: with your family. Yeah, it's too conditional. Mm -hmm. I don't like love that's conditional.
1: Blessings can come only by living in an exalted celestial realm with our God, our eternal Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and our wonderful, worthy—there's that
0: word again— Worthy and qualified family members. Oh my gosh. So blessings come with a string attached. Yeah. You
1: Unless you do all the ble- things, you don't I get don't to be think with your that's family.
0: That's really um, a definition of what a blessing is supposed to no, be. No, it's bullshit. Hmm. I don't think blessings are contingent upon something else. Yeah. And he quoted the Savior, which
1: this is not a Savior quote as I'm rereading it. No, this is bullshit. He says, The Savior said, In my Father's house are many mansions, which by the way, yes, the Savior did say. But then he says, He says, However, as you choose not to make covenants with God, you are settling for a most meager roof over your head throughout eternity. Hmm. Wow. Suck it. Um. I think we've kind of beaten this dead horse. You get the point of it. He's basically <laughs> saying it doesn't matter how good you are in this life. It doesn't matter how wonderful you are. If you don't, if you aren't a Mormon and don't make all the covenants as a Mormon, you will not be with your Mormon family you for eternity. You got to do all the things.
0: Yeah. It's fucked up. It's work-based. Of course. Based. And then he goes
1: on to tell a little story. I won't go into it, but he brings up how this one man said that, well, listen, I can't afford to pay tithing. Yeah. And, and that's, the, yeah. The, yeah. That's and learner, President Nelson, whatever, was like, well, I guess he doesn't love his family enough to be with them forever. So, of course, we got to throw the wow. money in.
0: Um, it's all about feeling like uh, putting the guilt on people. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And to then at the, the very right end, thing. he said, now, as president of his church, you are not, by the way, and I hope you listen to my podcast, which you don't, but you're not the president. <laughs> you suck. You're not, you are president of a church, but not his church. He mm-hmm. says, I plead with you who have distanced yourselves from the church. Oh, that's me. And with you who have not yet really sought to know that the Savior's church has been restored. Is that me? Do, this, it is, do the spiritual work to find out for yourselves and please do it now. And then he looked at the camera and he said, time is running out. Mm. Really, bro? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Suck it. Mm-hmm. You know what? And this, this attitude that he has of people who have left the church didn't actually— pour their hearts out, didn't pray, didn't study the scriptures to try to find what's true. That's bullshit. Any Mormon out there who left the church because they were just lazy and didn't want to do it, let me know, because I don't think there's a lot. The vast majority are people who stumbled with some things, didn't understand some things, were troubled by some things, and hit the scriptures hard Mm -hmm. about it, and hit history hard, and prayed, and searched, and decided, this is bullshit. I'm out. So don't act like we just stopped trying. Yeah, well,
0: you know what? This brings up an interesting thing, and maybe we can hear from some of our listeners on this. What happened to make your shelf break, Mm -hmm. and what was your journey like finally deciding to leave the church? That had to be difficult to wrestle with and finally come to that conclusion that, you know what? I've tried to make sense of all this. I've read the scriptures and done the research, and I've decided it's not for me. How did you get to that point? That's a good question. Yeah, Yeah, I would because— Because it's not
1: overnight. No, no, the, the common Mormon knowledge is that you left because you were offended. Right. And that you didn't really have a testimony and that you wanted to sin. Mm, which, yeah. yeah, I want to drink coffee, so I left. Seriously, <laughs> you think, you think, you Mormons think that I would jeopardize my entire family relationships Over and coffee. the eternity of my children because I got lazy and wanted to drink coffee? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Do you think that I am that shallow? That's offensive to me.
0: Yeah. We could go on and on with this stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're running out of time in today's podcast. We are
1: actually out of time. Um, real quickly, though, so many of you wrote in after conference telling us about how damaged their family situation is now mm. because of
0: conference. Oh, really?
1: Yes. Like, uh, men who have left the church sitting there with their still-believing wives trying to be supportive of them watching the conference, and then the wives just— bursting into tears and crying during this talk because they are realizing that they're not going to have their spouse with them forever. Mm-hmm. Children who now realize they're not going to have mommy with them forever because mommy left the church and they're crying and daddy has to comfort them and like, stop damaging people, church. Just shut the fuck up. Just mm. stop. Yeah. Why don't you go back to Jesus teachings for once? Go back to love one another. Just try it and yeah. see what happens. I like it. Okay. Ooh, take it Let breath. it out. Let it out. <sighs> wow. Glad we survived this one. Those of you who listen to any <laughs> conference, good job surviving it. And this is
0: every six months? We've got to go through this again? Ugh.
1: Yeah. Good Just when golly. you think you've kind of made things okay with your family, this shit goes down. And then you realize, no, family's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. So, mm. sorry. Sorry That's for unfortunate. that. unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Sorry about that. But
1: we love you, and we will be your family. We're your
0: family. We are
1: family. Us, we, is it us? Us ex-Mormons? Is it we, I think it's we. Whatever. We Ex-Mormons. ex-Mormons. We are a family, because— and you marry because oh, you're thanks. with an ex Mormon. I get to be included. Yes, <laughs> we're a family. We're a family because we share we share more understanding, love for each other than I think our Mormon families share understanding and and, and respect, love as well. For mm-hmm. sure, I, I think I get I think, it. Yeah, it's hard to really love someone if you don't choose to understand them at all.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And if silently you're just sort of judging them, just you don't make it known. You're just judging them behind their back and feeling sorry for them.
1: If any Mormons are listening right now, one thing you can do to help your ex-Mormon friends and family after conference is you can call them and say, Hey, that stuff that President Nelson said, I don't really believe it. I don't think God is an asshole. I think we're all going to be okay. That
0: would go a long way such a long way. That's a challenging position because then you're asking that Mormon to go against the prophet. Well, Mormons, if you're listening, look in your heart. What do you
1: think happens when you die? Is God splitting up families like a total dick or is he loving and wonderful and happy to see people and be together forever? And welcoming
0: to all. And welcoming to How all. About that? So
1: look into yourself, Mormons who are listening, and say, hmm, what could be helpful to say to my ex-Mormon friends and family after conference who are now probably a little bit shattered?
0: Okay, well, gosh, we are going to leave it there. There you go. Um, want to go drink some beer? <laughs> I think we might need to after okay. that. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll pick that up ne- again next week. Speaking of next week, Shelly, we have a special guest we want to announce. What? Who is
1: it? You tell me. Sam Young. Oh my God, I love him. He is my white
0: heterosexual boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be jealous? I think maybe he, a little. I think he loves both of us at this point. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah. So most everybody knows who Sam Young. I think is because um, we've mentioned him before mm-hmm. on this podcast, and of course, many of our listeners are ex Mormons. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple current Mormons. Thanks for hanging in there because yeah. that's going to be Stay with us. <laughs> it's going to be challenging <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> but for those of you who are not Mormon at all, kind of like me, um, Sam started an organization called protect every com, And uh, what was his mission there? Shelley? He is trying to get the Mormon
1: church and now churches all over to stop having one-on-one interviews with minors. Yeah. Stop the sexual questioning. Yeah. Stop abusing
0: kids. He's mm-hmm. he's
1: looking out for the kids. He's got, he told us a great story about what opened his eyes to the problem um, and he's very passionate about it, as we all should be. Yeah, so.
0: he, uh, he was a former bishop in the church and started just to kind of see some stuff that he did not agree with, mm-hmm. beginning with the exclusion policy that we mentioned. Yep. And uh, not only did he want to do something about that, but— Finding out about these one-on-one worthiness interviews mm-hmm. just started him questioning. I guess you could say it started his shelf uh, breaking. Yeah, But ultimately, he raised such a ruckus within the Mormon church, they kicked him out. They excommunicated him. They yeah. separated him from
1: God and his family Yeah, for eternity. Wasn't that nice of them? Because he was trying to look out for the kids.
0: He was just trying to make some changes within yeah. the church. Yep. And they don't like that, as it turns out. Nope. So uh, he was making too much noise. It was mm-hmm. a squeaky wheel, and they greased him right on out they of there. They sure <laughs> did. And they I think they thought that they would kick him out and shut him up,
1: but I think they oh, kicked no. him out and he got louder, Yeah, uh, which is Awesome, and we're so happy that we had him on the show. I can't he, wait. I know, and he's our first guest. I know. So this is next week, right? Next this is next podcast. week. Oh
0: my gosh, you guys have to tune in. Yeah, please tune in. is going to be exciting. In yeah. the meantime, remember... Have
1: your pet spayed or neutered. <laughs> oh wait, that's The Price is Right.
0: <laughs> God. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to do our catchphrase instead. Sorry, go. Steer clear of cults, because they are no joke. No joke. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.